Welcome to today's message from Transformation Church with Pastor Jim Balzano. You know, some of you are like, I want to clap, I want to get excited, but I'm not sure. It's okay. It's okay. Let it rip, man. Come on. I can't wait till we get a football crowd for a church. Golf, golf, you got golf crowds, crowds, unless it's the Phoenix Open. That's crazy, the waste management. Okay, but the golf crowds are. <clears throat> Baseball, you can kind of sit there and have a conversation between the innings. and you can kinda, Okay, hockey, it's an interesting thing, hockey. I like to go to hockey, but it's kind of like for me, I'm watching go, shh, 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 shh. And it's kind of like a funeral for a while. Until somebody scores. Ah! It's like funeral meets wedding reception. Right? But football, they live on every play. Every single play. Ah! Right? Anyhow. My soul, my soul must sing. My soul, my soul must sing. Come on, church. Even when you, yeah, I, I don't want to sing because I don't like the situation. My soul, my soul must sing, the psalmist says. And it's not because this changed or that changed. It's just <clears throat> something in here that I got to sing. And so we've been doing this series um, called I Will Sing. We started it last week. And, and last week we started the, with it, the song of deliverance. And the song of deliverance can only be sung by the delivered. I mean, why don't some people sing it? Because they're not delivered. I can't sing a song of deliverance until I've been delivered by God. And you, you don't, some of you don't understand why some people are so happy. Because they know what God delivered them from. Why are they so crazy? Because they know what God delivered them from. And yet, you, maybe you haven't been delivered. But, but, but we're doing this series, and this series entitled, I Will Sing. talks about different songs in the scripture. And I've got to tell you. It's kind of funny. It's just God. I had a kind of a theme of where I was going this week, but I was wrestling with it, struggling with it, just like, yeah, I don't know. It's not feeling quite right. And then I came across this in prayer and thought and looking and thought, okay, I think I need to go this direction. And so I'm going to call today's, I think we have a title slide. Um, it's called, I will, Troy's running in the background. It means there's a technical problem. When you see Troy running in church, it's not because he's overtaken by the Spirit of God. It's because the technology has broken. Today we're going to do a message entitled, I Will Sing, but it's called I, uh, 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 The Song of Praise. Okay? Now, I found myself going back to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Right? In 2 Chronicles 20, you can turn there. It's all about this war and this battle that's going on. And, um, I, okay, we, hey, there we go. We're good to go. All right? I will sing the song of praise. Now, here's what's interesting. And so I began to look at it, began to develop it, so forth, so on. Came convinced in my heart, this is the direction to go. And so I started to work on it. Then I thought to myself, ah, let me see what Troy's singing this week. <laughs> then I see this song called See a Victory. And I read the lyrics of the victory, and I go, God, you're so funny. Like, you are just, you're just whacked out, God. Right? 
Like he, you, you got to understand, God knows what he's doing, amen? You know, and and there's, a, there's a theme here. There's about you seeing a victory this morning. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about the song of praise. But let me, let me start with this, if I can, this morning. All right, I want to answer a couple of questions because I believe it's incredibly important that we sing. I believe the Bible is rich in singing. How many know the singing in the Bible was a response to what God was doing? It was a response to who God was. We have all the reason in the world that we should sing. And so why should we sing? First of all, let us understand this. The Bible commands it. How many believe, how many know when Paul says that we should not steal any longer, how many know that's a command? How many know when Paul says to do certain things in his writings, we believe them? Well, how many know Paul said that we should sing? Look what he says. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. We're we're doing what Paul said to do. We're singing unto the Lord. We're singing. What are we singing? Well, here's the question. Well, the answer. We're singing. It's the word in and the word out. How many know we're singing the word of God? Do you know how important that is? Troy said there were eight scriptural references in that one song alone. Do you understand that what is inside of you will ultimately come out of you? And when we're singing together as a corporate body and we're singing the word of God, we're singing praises to God, we're singing his word, it's, it's in us coming out to each other. And do you know what that does? It should edify and encourage and lift each other up. All right? Now, Paul says this, <clears throat> let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Singing builds each other up. How many of you are already built up this morning? All right. Thanks for, thanks, thanks for just cementing my point so emphatically. Right? I mean, just a glowing endorsement. If I'm running for office, remind me to get you on my team. <laughs> right? It builds others up. And do not neglect or Paul said, and do not get drunk with wine. That's debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. Addressing one another. Hmm. In psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Now, again, I told you, that doesn't mean I walk up to Dick Scolton and start singing to him. Hello, Dick, how are you today? Right? Like, I'm not going around singing like that, but I'm talking about in the corporate body that you and I are addressing each other. You're singing back and forth. You're singing to each other. Nehemiah put two great choirs that would sing back and forth to each other. You know, in the Old Testament, you see one, one tri- set of tribes on the Mount Ebal and another on Gerizim, and they would sing back and forth to each other. You're singing, building each other up, addressing one another in spiritual psalms and hymns and songs, making melody to the Lord from your heart. I told you, I don't sing very good, but when I'm in my office alone at home, I am really good. I am really good. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the, with the loud, loudest laugh being by one of our best singers. Lindsay's just over there, just, just cackling over that, right? Singing glorifies God, right? It glorifies God. So today, we're going to talk about the song of praise. So go with me, turn with me, 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Very famous scripture. It says this in verse 1. It says, now it came about after this that the sons of Moab and the sons of Ammon, together with some of the Meonites, came to make war against Jehoshaphat. All right? 
A great multitude is coming, they told him, against you from beyond the sea, out of Aaron, and behold, they are in Hazazon Tamar. Okay? So, so get this. You're king. You're king of Judah. Let me explain what Judah was. Judah was the two southern tribes of Israel. The ten, there has been a division in the kingdom. Ten northern tribes known as Israel. Two southern tribes known as Judah. How many know Judah, Jesus came out of, out of Judah? Right? Now look at this. Watch this. Okay? Now, here he is. He's king. He's told he's got an enemy coming against him. An enemy that's coming to do what? Steal, kill, and destroy. How many know we have an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy? Right? Okay. What was the, what was the reaction in Joshua, Jehoshaphat? He was afraid. Anybody ever been afraid? Anybody ever had fear in your heart? Anybody ever have a situation or a circumstance that's caused fear? Listen to me. Sometimes we have to understand that fear is a natural reaction to natural circumstances. Okay? Now, I know that some of you are like, well, we're not supposed to have a fear. Listen to me. I didn't say we would never experience fear. You will experience fear, but how many know you do not have to be dominated by fear? How many know you do not have to operate by a spirit of fear? All right, but there are situations that cause fear, right? And so this is what's happening. Now, there's fear caused in him. Why? Because he's got a battle that he cannot win. He's got a battle that he does not have the ability to win on his own. He's, got a, he's, he's worried about his family, his kids, his, his uh, people, Total destruction, death, right? He's got a battle he's facing. How many know we have a battle we face? We have a battle we face. It, 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 listen to me this morning. If you are, first of all, understand this. We've talked about this before. There is a battle that has raged from heaven till now. And that is a battle between the kingdom of darkness and the kingdom of God. And you and I, how many know, are in that battle, right? Thanks be to God that he is the one who leads us in victory, but we still have a battle. Now, let's talk about this. But we have a battle, the Bible tells us, but our battle isn't quite the same as his because ours is not against flesh and blood. That the believer's battle is not flesh and blood. How many know it would be easier if it was flesh and blood? Think about it for a moment. Because if it was just flesh and blood, if I'm stronger than you, I can win. If I'm smarter than you, I can win, right? But I'm in a battle that's not with flesh and blood, yet we like to fight with flesh and blood. Can I get an amen? How many of we like to fight with flesh and blood, right? Paul told us, for our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against the rulers, the authorities, powers of this dark world, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So when the enemy is coming at you, and the enemy is coming to steal, kill, and destroy, he's coming at you, but it's manifesting in a physical, natural, fleshly way. But how many know that's not where the battle is? That's not where the battle is. Paul said the battle, our struggle, is what? Against rollers, authorities, and dark world, against the spiritual force of evil in the heavenly realms. And so therefore, I'm in a battle. He's attacking me. So therefore, the believer's weapons are not of flesh and blood. Listen to me. How many of you know you can't fight an evil battle with flesh and blood weapons? If you, if you mock me, how many know it's not my weaponry to mock you back? If you insult me, my temptation is to insult you back. 
If you, let's, let's take, well, we won't go there yet. We'll go there later. You're angry with me, I'm angry with you. All right? That's our temptation, is it not? And yet, we have to understand that we are facing a battle that's not fleshly blood, therefore we can't fight it in flesh and blood weapons. Paul said, for though we live in a world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. Do you know, listen to me, the Bible says a gentle answer turns away wrath. How many of you know what I want to, if you give me wrath, how many of you know what I want to give you? I want to give you wrath, right? It, 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 Jesus teaches us, and we've uh, t- turned the other cheek. If you, if you hit me, I want to hit you. But the spiritual battle is I turn the other cheek. You see, because listen to me. When you are facing a battle that is not flesh and blood, and it's coming from the evil realm and the dark realm, and you fight them with weapons of the dark realm, how many know you're playing right into their hand? But when you turn and you give a gentle answer for wrath, all of a sudden it's like, I don't know what to do with that. Have you ever tried to get somebody angry? In a nice way. Have you ever tried to harass somebody? Far be it for me to have ever done that. And what are you looking for? You're looking for a reaction. And you're happy when you get the reaction. But when they won't give you the reaction you're looking for, you give up. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Are any of you ornery at all? Like, right? Listen to me. When the enemy's coming at you and coming at you and coming at you, and you're now trying to respond to him with flesh and blood tactics and the ways of the world, he's like, dude, you're playing right into my hand. But when you come at him with spiritual principles and weapons not of this world, he can't fight because they're the weapons of heaven. All right, let's go on. All right, so here's the deal. So what does Jehoshaphat do? He's got this battle. He can't win this war. He cannot win it. And so what's he going to do? Well, the Bible says this, first of all, in verse um, verse 3. Jehoshaphat was afraid, and he turned his attention to seek the Lord. How many think that's a good idea? And he proclaimed a fast throughout Judah. So Judah gathered together to seek help from the Lord, and it even came from all the cities of Judah to seek the Lord. So let's start here. So now here's Jehoshaphat. He's got a battle coming against him. He cannot win it. He does not know how to win it. He doesn't know how he's going to get victory. And so he turns to spiritual weapons, the weapons that we believers have, and responds to this threat. All right, now my temptation might have been Hum Jehoshaphat, get the army, get as many as we can get, get as many soldiers as we can get. We got it, we got to fight, we got to, we got to do this. But the Bible says he began to seek the Lord. So let's talk about this for a moment. So in our lives, the first thing we go, when the enemy seeks your life, seek the Lord. When, when, when he, he, Bible says he's come to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. And when he comes to steal, kill, and destroy, he's seeking to devour you. He's seeking to destroy you. He's seeking to destroy your children. He's seeking to destroy you. He's coming at you. What do you do in those moments where you feel him coming at you with an onslaught? What do you do when he's attacking your family? What do you do when he's attacking your finances? What do you do? You seek the Lord. He's seeking you. You seek him. You seek the Lord. 
right? And so Hoshaphat does this. Then the second thing he does is he begins to fast. You know, when the enemy seeks to kill your flesh, seek God by denying your flesh. Listen to me. We do not fight this, our battle is not flesh and blood, but yet isn't it interesting how when we will deny the flesh in those times, God will give us spiritual answers to fleshly battles. There's a, there's a, and again, I have to be honest with you, sometimes it never made sense to me. Like, why do I have to stop eating in this moment? I like food. I don't want to stop eating. Right? But all of a sudden, there's some principle that happens that when I deny the natural, God moves into supernatural. When I humble myself, when I seek his face, and it's not just not eating. How many know the two are combined? That you're seeking, you're praying, and you're fasting, and they all go together. These are spiritual principles. And so this is what Jehoshaphat does. He seeks the Lord, denies their flesh, and then when the enemy seeks to destroy you, you seek God in prayer. Jehoshaphat comes, and if you look at the scriptures, we won't read them all, but the next several verses, he's praying. He's putting his petition out to God. How many know God wants us to do that? Okay, I'm just, I'm just making sure you're breathing. Everybody do this. Ready? Everybody do this. Now take your pulse. All right? As soon as, as soon as, let me tell you what happens in my life. As soon as I said, everybody do this, Kathy Manning jumps up and starts snapping pictures. Listen to me. In these moments, you're in a battle. He's coming against you. Some of you are in a battle today. Some of you are fighting a fight today. I don't know what it is, you do. But you begin to seek him. You fast, you pray. They all go together. And then, watch this. This is an incredible thing. So now as they pray, watch this. Verse 14. Then in the midst of the assembly, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehazel. He was a prophet, right? The son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jael, the son of Mattaniah, and Levite, the sons of Asaph. And he said, listen, and he said, listen all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and King Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord, do not fear or be dismayed because of this multitude for the battle is not yours, but God's. Do you see what happened? There was this threat army attack he went to seek the lord he fasted they prayed and god responded and god brought a word and he brought a prophetic word and he says do not be fear do not be dismayed do not be afraid for this uh, battle is not yours but it's god i want to say to you this morning right here right now that some of you are in a battle and the spirit of god says it's not your battle it's his battle i'm telling you it's your it's his battle but how do you fight it? We'll get to there in a moment. You see, do you understand what God just did for Jehoshaphat? Do you understand what God just did for Judah? That they're, they're in fear. They're looking. They're seeking. They're searching. And God gave them a word. Listen to me this morning. Has God ever given you a word in prayer? Of course. Why? Because he says, when you call, I will answer. But watch, now listen to me. It's amazing to me that he responds to them in a prophetic Instantly, some of you are going to people you know who are prophetic people. 
And I don't have any problem with that because there are prophets. There are genuine prophets in this day and age. And the gift of prophecy did not stop with the apostles. Okay, but I want to show you something. Prophecy is for you to be strong in the battle. Look what Paul told Timothy. Timothy, my son, I'm giving you this command. Watch. In keeping with the prophecies once made about you, so that by recalling them, you may fight the battle well. <sighs> Timothy, I want you to remember the prophecies so they strengthen you and you fight the battle well. Has anybody ever had a prophetic word of God that has strengthened you in time of struggle? That has strengthened you in time of doubt? And you say, but I've never had a prophet speak over me. I got good news for you today. The word of God is prophetic. I got good news for you this morning. You don't got to run and find a prophet. Praise God if one comes into your life. And praise God if you get a prophetic word from one. But I promise you this morning that you will never pick up this word and not find a prophetic word for your life. That you can pick it up and the Spirit of God will prophesy to you. That the Spirit of God, out of the Word of God, will prophesy to you. They've picked up this Word, and I have picked it up, and it has quickened my spirit, and it has caused me to jump, and it has caused me to sing, it has caused me to shout, because my God had spoken. Very little do we do at this church and these crazy things that we've attempted that haven't somehow found their, their, their foundation in the Word of God. I'm just telling you. Don't go. Listen, again, I, we, we bring our friend Andre in. I believe Andre's gift very strongly. I bring Abner in because I believe Abner's gift very strongly. But I will promise you, and I promise you, and I promise you that if you seek him and you go to his word and you need something, his word will prophesy to you. And it will strengthen you in the battle. And so now he gets a, he gets a word. And the word is, the battle belongs to the Lord. That's a pretty good word. Right? You see, this battle's coming. But you have to understand something. Why is it that the battle belongs to the Lord? Judah was the people of God that God's purposes were coming upon the earth through. An attack on God's people is an attack on God himself. Do you understand that when he's attacking God's people, he's attacking God? The purposes of God, the purpose of God through your life, the purposes of God through this church, the purposes of God through the people of God. Right? It's not, I got, I got good news and bad news for you today. The good news is, it's not all just about you. It's not so personal that he has marked you personally. Right? The bad news is, it's not just all about you. Right? It's about God and his purposes and his creation and his purposes through you and his people. The enemy's attack on my life isn't just about me. It's about what God wants to do through me, in me, my family, my church. I remember years ago, one of my favorite people, Jim Symbol of Brooklyn Tabernacle Pastor. Just love that man. Love his spirit. Love all that they do up there. He had that daughter that was going through the really rough years, drugs, and away from home, and didn't know where he was. And, and man, his heart was breaking. And after a service one night, he was, you know, just, just, in his kitchen with some people and some guests, and he was just heartbroken, and the guy walked over to him, and he was a guest, and he said, listen to me, I'm gonna say something to you. He says, understand, this is not just about your daughter. This is about you, your family, and what God's doing through Brooklyn Tabernacle. Stay the course. Stay the course. See the big picture. And I say to you this morning, see the big picture. It's not just about you, right? Because it's an attack on God's purposes 
and his plan through you and in you. And so he says, this is what he says to them. He says, so, so he goes on, and, and the Lord says to them, tomorrow go down against them. Behold, they will come up from the ascent of Ziz, and you will find them at the end of the valley in front of the wilderness. Watch what he says. You need not fight this battle. Station yourself. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. So it's interesting. I want you to go to the battle, but I don't want you to fight the battle. I want you to go. How many know you can go against your enemy but not fight your enemy? Paul said what? Stand. Stand. Some of us are not standing and letting him fight the battle. We're trying to fight the battle. How many know if you're trying to fight the battle, you're negating him fighting the battle? It's like that thing where you try to save a drowning person who's trying to drown you, right? You can go against it. He said, go down. You face him. You know why God wanted, do you know why God wanted them to go down and face the enemy but not fight the enemy? Do you know why? So that when God defeated them, they could pick up the spoils. <laughs> Just telling you. It was so they could pick up the blessings at the end of it. Watch, I guess this. I want to hear you see this. God fights our battles not just because He loves us and He protects us, we love all that, but also because the battle against us is a battle against Him and His purposes. You've got to understand that. Now, we're getting to the singing part. You say, well, what's this singing stuff about, Pastor? We're getting there. So Jehoshaphat has a threat, seeks God, they fast, they pray. And God answers. And God responds. And God gives a prophetic word. Right? What did they do? Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground. And all Judah and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell down before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. The Levites from the sons of the Kohathites and the sons of the Korahites, why can't they just use easy names, stood up to praise the Lord of God of Israel with a very loud voice. Come on, church, here's the deal. So here they are. They got a threat. They're in fear. They're in trembling. They're in doubt. They're in confusion. They go to prayer. They go to seek God. They go to fasting. And all of a sudden, the Spirit of God preaches, speaks. The prophecy comes. And all of a sudden, the Word of God causes them to start to sing and start to shout. Listen to me this morning. How many know the Word of God in our hearts should cause a song of praise in our heart? Yeah, look at it. The song of praise is a response to the Word of God. That you like, yeah, did you hear my God? Don't get too excited because it ain't that good this morning. When you pick up the word and you're going through hell and all of a sudden God gives you a promise and he prophesies to you, all of a sudden your spirit should go, that's my God. That's my God. My God has spoken to me. But let me say something to you this morning. Some of you can't sing a song of praise that comes from the word because you haven't been in the word. You can't give a song of praise because you haven't seen a word from God. Because you don't pick up the word of God. You won't read the word of God. I know, I'm meddling now. Pastor, you went from preaching to meddling. Yes, I did. You, you, you want to sing a song of praise? Get in the word of God. You want your heart to turn to a heart of praise? Get into the word of God. I'm, I'm bothering that child, you can tell. It's my fault. I'll take the blame. But I just want to say one thing. She is from Tyrone. And they are troublemakers from that place. <laughs> Listen to me. I, I can't stress this enough this morning. I can't stress it enough. 
They had a word that came from the prophet, from the spirit of God, and it caused them to sing, and it caused them to shout, and it caused them to praise. But I'm saying to you this morning, you have it right in front of you on a daily basis. And it will cause your spirit to sing. The song of praise is a response to God's response to you. The God of heaven cares about me. The God of heaven responds. The God of heaven is going to battle for me. The song of praise leads you into battle. Watch what they do. Again, we're, we're just an just a absolutely weird scripture, right? So then, verse 20. They rose early in the morning and went out to the wilderness of Tekoa. And when they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, listen to me, Judah. Listen to me, Jerusalem. Put your trust in your God and you'll be established. Put your trust in his prophets and succeed. What do you think he's saying? He said, hey, we just got a word from God. Trust it. How many know when you get a word of God, you stand on it? When you get a word from God, you trust it. When you get a word from God, you act on it. How are they going to act on it? Okay. When he consulted with the people, he appointed those who sang to the Lord and those who praised him in holy attire as they went out before the army. It's just so weird. I want the tough guys at the front of the army. I want the guys with the swords and the spears and the swords, the shields. I want them at the front of the army when I'm going to face a battle. You know what I'm talking about? Not Jehoshaphat. He's, wait a minute. We got a word. We got a word that's not our battle. If it's not our battle, we're not putting the army out front. If it's not our battle, we're not putting the natural out front. If it's not our battle, we're not going to face this and fight this in, in a natural way. If God gave me a word, I'm going to act upon it according to the word. I'm going to trust him and we're going to succeed. And I'm going to put my faith in him and his prophetic word. How many know, listen to me, I, I, I'll give you a, a, Randy will know what I'm talking about, Dick knows, him, and I told you guys the rest of the story, but when we were raising money for that, and we fell short because of the different things that weren't our fault, and all of a sudden, I'm $70,000 short, and they're saying, well, we'll just take another offering, and God says, don't take another offering. I'm like, what? How many of you ever, had, how many of you ever looked at God and said, are you crazy? You guys ever have that conversation like that with God? Right? And you, 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 are you out of your mind? I can't do that. We got to, that. Finished it. Had a little money left over. Praise God. You hear a word. You get a word from, because God told me very plainly. Don't you take, this is what he told me. Don't you take another offering. Don't you steal their victory. You trust me and I'll make this come to pass. Okay. See, that's easy to receive it. Then you got to come and give it to other people and they look at you like you're crazy. I tell Dick, we're not going to do that. Dick's a banker. Two plus two always equals four. It's also like playing with Vegas all the time. But anyhow, two plus two always equals four, right? You don't go to the bank and get a loan if you have no collateral. You only go to the bank and get a loan if you have collateral. <laughs> if I had the money, I wouldn't. If I had the money, Dick, I wouldn't be at the bank. <laughs> I know you're retired. But listen to me, listen to me. There are times in your life where God gives you a word and then you turn around and you want to you go into the battle with the same weapons you were going to go with. But no, 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 no. The word of God determines the weapons you go with. And in this fashion, it's like you go down. This is my battle. It's not yours. Jehoshaphat says, put the singers in front. We're going to act upon the word we got. And it was with a song of praise. This is what it says. And they, they went to the head of the army and they went saying, give thanks to the Lord. This is what they were singing. Give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness is everlasting. Troy talked about releasing this morning. The song of praise is releasing your battle to God. That's releasing. <laughs> okay, I got to fight. 
I got a battle against an enemy I can't defeat. God said this is his battle. He will win it. I don't have to fight it. I guess I'll praise. I guess I'll sing because I'm now releasing it to him and saying, okay, it's yours. How many times have you given something to God only to take it back? Any ever play Indian giver with God? Here, God, you can have this. No, I want that back. Here, huh. right? The song of praise is you standing as God fights your battle. He said, you go down and you stand, you station yourself and you stand and see the deliverance of your God. Do you remember what Moses said to the people of the Red Sea? Stand and see the deliverance of your God. I say to you this morning, some of you, quit flailing your arms and stand and see the salvation of your God. Lift up a voice of praise. Lift up a voice of thanks. Lift up a voice that honors you. Because here's what it does. First of all, the psalmist tells us what? The song of praise enthrones God over the situation. So here's what it says. Psalm 22, verse 3. Yet you are holy. You who are enthroned upon the praises of your people of Israel. When I am praising God, do you know there is an exaltation of him that enthrones him above all? Yeah, Because here's the deal. What you praise with your mouth is what you have enthroned in your heart. When that negativity is constantly coming out of your mouth, you have enthroned negativity in your heart. Criticism for some of us is enthroned in our heart coming out through our mouth. Despair. You ever talk to some people, you're just like, oh, I'm not going near them today. I don't want to be, I don't want to be depressed. I'm not being mean. I'm not being mean. I'm just telling you the truth. Some people are like being around a black cloud. Because in here, there's no hope. There's no word. There's no prophetic. I mean, a prophetic word gives you hope. What you praise with your mouth is generally what's enthroned in your heart. The Bible says what? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Praise is enthroning God above our situation. Who you praise with your mouth is who is enthroned in your heart. I'm gonna tell you something this morning. I'm thankful for our president and who we have as president. But God is enthroned in my heart, not that president. Okay? I'm thankful for him. But now listen to me. And if God is enthroned in my heart, then I have got to, even if I want to defend my president, do it in the spirit of Jesus Christ. Without the anger, because that's the weapon of the world. Without the mockery, because that's weapons of the world. Without insults, because that is the weapons of the world. Come on, church, I'm talking to the kingdom of God people. Okay? Without rage, without ranting, without making fools of ourselves, we must do it in the spirit of the king who is enthroned in our heart. The song of praise establishes a stronghold against the enemy. The, the, the psalmist says this, through the praise of children and infants, you've established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. You, you know your praise shuts him up. 
You want to shut the enemy up in your life? Start singing. Start singing. My grandchildren have caused me to stop being quiet several times this week. Because again, this week, we have now watched The Greatest Showman another 222 times this week. I can't tell you how I cannot tell you how many times we've watched this movie. I'm getting I'm leaving this for for a church this morning at 9:30. Liam comes in. Hey, Pat, can we watch that circus movie? I said, Dude, we gotta go to church, man. It's 9:30. We'll watch it later. Okay. But what, what, you gotta understand something. There's a song in there. It's called A Million Dreams. And I just crack up because every time it starts, the two to my left, because they're always to my left when we're sitting on the couch, start singing. And they, just are, and they know every word to the song. It has, it, has inca- it, it has captured their heart. And I sit there and I just listen and I smile and I laugh and I think it's so funny and I think it's so cute. And I don't say anything. But what my, what's my point? My point is the Bible says that praise shuts up the enemy. The praise silences the enemy. You want them to stop talking, open your mouth and start praising. It establishes a stronghold against the enemy. The song of praise, this, I love this. The, the, you, you ever feel contempt for, for somebody? Hmm? I have. How many of you ever had contempt for an enemy? Do any of you have enemies? Have any of you ever had a sinful thought? Right? So here's, there are times in this world that we see the forces of evil, right? We see the work of evil. We see the work of evil, and what do we do as Christians? We kind of sometimes have a tendency to get on our moral high horse. I'm so glad. I'm going to meddle. Here I go. I'm so glad Nancy Pelosi ripped up that speech. It just took our anger off this halftime show. That, okay, so, so we, can get our, we can get our eyes off that now, okay? And next week we'll find something else to be angry about. I'm just telling you, can I just say to the people of God, stop being angry for crying out loud. The world is not going to act like Christians. The world is not without, is without Christ. They're not going to act Christ-like. Stop losing your mind when they act like the world. Can I just say it again? The moral superiority has got to stop. We understand. Yes, maybe it shouldn't be. It is. Why is it? Because they are without Christ. We cannot give them a Christless response and expect them to act like Christ. Show them Jesus. Love them. Stop mocking. Stop ridiculing. Stop being angry all the time. Oh, I feel so much better. Like, dude, come on. We are angry all the time about something now. It's not the way we fight the battle. Okay. But now, so, so how, but how do I show contempt for the evil that drives me nuts? Watch what David did. David said, I will give you thanks with all my heart, and I will sing praises to you before the gods. If our battle's against principalities, rulers, and authorities, okay, if our battle's against the gods of this age and the gods of this world, I'll tell you how I show them contempt when I sing praise to my God, because it just ticks them off. When I sing praise to my God, it silences them. When I sing praise to my God, they don't know what to do with that. They know what to do with my insult. They know what to do with my mocking. They know what to do with my rage. They know what to do with my anger. I don't know what to do with the praise. What would happen if we just said, you know what? I'm not going to rant and rage. and I'm just going to praise God. 
I'm just going to lift up a song of praise. I'm just going to praise my God in front of the gods of the world. I'm just going to praise my God. I'm going to be Daniel in Babylon. I'm going to be Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I'm going to be Joseph. I'm just going to worship and praise my God. Because the Bible says what? When I'm doing that, I'm lifting up Jesus. How many know the Bible says that when he's lifted up, we'll draw all men to himself? I don't be angry all the time. Show contempt through your praise. Do you know how many times before my son died and all of his battles and all of our battles, the enemy would say, go ahead, do that. I'll take your son. And I said, go ahead, I'll praise my God. You know how many times after his death? Hmm? Go ahead, my God's still good. I still give my God praise. You cannot silence my mouth. You cannot silence my heart. The song of praise invites God into your circumstances. Think about the New Testament example of Paul and Silas. They cast out a demon out of a little slave girl who people were making money off of. They got ticked off. They beat them, whipped them, and threw them in jail. I don't know about you, but if I'm getting beat, whipped, and put in jail for God, I'm not very happy. What do they do? At midnight, they start singing praise to God. At midnight, they start singing praise to God in a prison. And guess who showed up? God. God shows up in their praise. The people of God going into battle, singing, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And what happens? Look what happens. When they began singing and praising the Lord, when they began singing and praising, the Lord set ambushes against the sons of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sire. <laughs> they had a prophetic word from God. They acted on it. They began to praise God. As they were praising God, God's in the midst of the situation. And what does he do? I'm going to take out the enemy. I'm going to take out their enemy. He set ambushes among them, destroyed them. They destroyed each other. Do you understand that when you praise God, you're inviting him into your situation? You're inviting him into your circumstances. You see, because the song of praise is your natural as God does his supernatural. Come on. Oh, yeah. And what is, what is praise based on? It's based upon God's person. First of all, praise comes out of relationship. Amen? Secondly, it's based upon his work. Is you responding to his work. The first part of praise is, I praise you, God, for who you are. The second part is, I praise you, God, for what you do. The third part is, I, I have a revelation of his character. He is good, and his mercy endures forever. And I give thanks. He's good. He is good. What is he like? He is good. You don't understand how many times I've said he's still good? In the last six and a half years, my son's been dead, and I say, yeah, but my God is still good. You understand this morning that praise is about who God is and his nature and his character? So, so, so you say, you see, what, what, what do I do? When the enemy comes in like a flood, come on, Troy. Let, let me give you hope. Come on, Troy. I always like to breathe a word of hope into the message, you know. And that, that, the best thing I can do is, come on, Troy. ESPN has, come on, man. Transformation Church has, come on, Troy. They got a whole lot more money than us. You see, 
All of a sudden, the Bible says the enemy comes to what? Steal, kill, and destroy. He comes in, there's times he attacks, and there's times he crushes you, and there's times he's after you. And, and say, when the enemy comes in like a flood, you know what he says? I will sing. I will sing. When the enemy comes to steal, I will sing. When the enemy comes, I shall steal, I will sing. When the enemy comes to destroy, I will sing. I will sing. The song of praise is my song of victory before the battle. Do you know, they were, they were given a word. This is not your battle. This is the Lord's. You will not have to fight it. I'm going to destroy him for you. And what did they do? Before they ever went to battle, they burst out in a song of praise. Jehoshaphat bowed. They fell to their face. The singers began to sing. Why? We got a word. We got a word of victory. Listen to me this morning. You don't sing after the victory only. You sing before the victory. The song of praise is sung before it. My song of praise is my song of victory in the battle. You see, they got a word and they sang a song of victory. And then they went into the battle and what did they sing? They sang the song of praise, the song of victory. And then God does what he does. And they pick up the spoils and they come back to Jerusalem and guess what they were doing? Singing. Because the song of praise is my song of victory after the battle. Yeah, anybody see a theme here this morning? Am I, am I boring you, Becker? I just saw you m m yawning back there. <laughs> he said he was getting ready to sing. It, it is not safe to yawn around me. Ask Savannah. I got her good one day. <laughs> Don't be offended. I just like to have fun. If I'm harassing you, I love you. Harassment is my love language. <laughs> Listen to me this morning. Church, the song of praise, the song of praise is our song of victory. It's based on who he is. It's based on what he does. It's based upon his character. I will sing. Can you imagine with me for a moment? Here comes this great army. They're coming to destroy Judah. We got them. We're going to kill them. And here comes Israel, Judah, out to meet them. And you're looking and going, well, this is different. They're singing. They're singing. What are they doing singing? Those foolish Israelites, those morons, we're going to destroy them. They're singing. They got, the, they got the choir up front. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, something happens. And they get thrown into confusion and they start destroying each other. All of a sudden, God, Imagine if you're Judah watching this. When you get there, you get there and all you find is dead bodies and spoils. Huh. Man, I will sing. 
song we sing this morning says, see a victory. And it talks about I'm going to see a victory. I want you to know something this morning. A lot of us are taking that into situations and circumstances we have right now, and you should. But I want you to know one thing right now. You already have a victory. You already have a victory. It's not just future. You have a victory now. And that victory came in Jesus Christ. There's a victory over sin and death right now. There is a victory right now in your life. And so you can always sing of a victory. And then there's moments you sing in faith for a victory. When I talked about God inviting, inviting God into our situations with praise, Randy sent me a text. It says, when we pray, we go to God. When we pray, we go to God. When we praise, God comes to us. Good text, Randy. When we pray, we go to God. When praise, God comes to us. And Rusty sent me a text too, something about qualifying starts at Daytona at noon. <laughs> Just let you know what came in. Come on, church, stand with me. Come on. Come on. Come on. Listen to me. I'm telling you what you got to do right now this morning. Listen to me. Some of you are in a battle. You better lift up your voice. Some of you are in a fight. Some of you have Listen to me this morning. I can't tell it any more clearer. God has a victory for you. Lift up your voice of praise this morning in this house. Don't run out these doors. Lift up your voice this morning. Fill this altar. Praise your God. Invite him into your situation this morning. It's not just words I'm preaching. It is a prophetic word of God from the word of God this morning. If your situation stays the same, it's not God's fault. You better be getting that chair only if he's coming up front. Church, do you see it this morning? Here's the word of God to you this morning as we get ready to sing. The battle's not yours, it belongs to him. The enemy has come against you because he's come against God. He wants to destroy the purposes of God through your life and in your life. And the Spirit of God says, no, 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 no. I am the one that fights the battle. You are the one that stands. You enthrone me upon your praise. You invite me into your situation. I will fight this battle, and you will have victory over your situation and your circumstances. Come on, church. Let's enthrone him for a moment this morning with our praise. Let's enthrone him this morning. Lift him up over your situation. Lift him up over your circumstances. My God is enthroned upon my praise. Come on, Troy, sing it.